And I remember reading once of a sermon by Mr. Spurgeon where he depicted uh, the owner riding on his horse, as he would in those days, along this muddy path, and the dog behind. And of course, the horse, what does it do? When it pushes forward, it flings the mud into the air behind it. And the poor little dog, running behind in obedience, in the footsteps of its master, all it gets is mud in its face. And sometimes as Christians, we find that in this world, that as we seek to live close to the Lord and as we seek to do His will, that all we get is mud coming at us, the difficulties of life and the opposition of men, the criticisms coming at us. Why? Because we want to be faithful disciples of the Lord. You're listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of our Free Presbyterian Church. This is Ian Golliher. I want to thank you sincerely for staying right to the end of the program. We're coming up now soon with a few announcements, just a question or two. And I'd like to reiterate the point where uh, the message mentioned today that there is a great difference between the political leaders of this world who tend to be despotic and power mongers uh, than the ministry of the Lord Jesus, who sat with sinners and had great compassion upon the needy. I want to tell you today about my Savior, who is all-compassionate. He is sent by the Father to redeem, to lift the fallen, to heal the brokenhearted, and to lead you to a right relationship with God, if you will trust him and put your confidence in the Lord Jesus, he will save your soul. And if I can be of personal help, I will be delighted to uh, open the scriptures with you. You can give me a phone call, send me an email, and I will seek to answer your questions. I will seek to guide you in the, in the word of God how you can personally know the joy of being yoked with Christ uh, so that you can say that you are saved from sin and you have peace with God. Now, that's something that money can, cannot buy. The world cannot give it. And praise God, the world cannot take it away. And I bid you today to put your trust in Jesus, the Son of God, to believe the gospel and be saved. This is Ian Golliher. Thank you for joining with us today. There are people who trust in false religion for relief from those burdens, but they only add greater burdens. You see, all religion is based in some form of hope. But when those hopes are dashed and unfulfilled, they only create pent-up greater grief. You can see here in Matthew 11, if you look at verse 9, uh, verse 7 rather, and it says, As they departed, Jesus began to say unto the multitudes concerning John, What went ye out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken in the wind. But what went ye out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment. Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. You will see that these people were, were filled with expectations, but disappointed, disappointed. And verse 16, But whereunto shall I liken this generation? 
It is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and ye have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He hath a devil. You can see how these people were in a state of great confusion. And is there not that religious confusion in our world today? Ask a man, what do you believe? What do you know about truth? Oh, how they come up empty in their answer to that. Of course, the Jewish nation was waiting for their Messiah. The tragedy for Jews, of course, is that they're still waiting. They do not accept that Christ is the one who is their Messiah. And what an empty, empty world where men do not see the Lord Jesus as the Savior of the world. Today, the good news is Christ has come. This man called Jesus is the Son of God, and he is the love of God personified unto men. Now, people also harbor the deepest and most bitter things within their hearts. And I'm sure you know people that are just full of hate. It is the tragedy of humanity. And this brings a great burden upon the world. And much of it is fighting the truth, fighting God, fighting the truth, running from the Savior and turning from this thing to that thing and from this philosophy to another. And in their fear, that they might face God. This brings a restlessness to the souls of men. And it is that very restlessness that the Lord Jesus is addressing in these verses. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and light, and ye shall find rest for your souls. What about your heart today? Do you have real rest in your soul? Are you searching for the meaning of life and can't find it? Are you searching for that which is real purpose? Now, you've put your hand to a number of things. You've had a measure of success in this or that or the other thing. But can you say that you're satisfied at rest in your heart and soul and realizing that maybe the best of your physical life is over and those opportunities will never return? What of your life? Do you have peace with God? That's what Jesus is offering right here. But notice the position that is required here. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. These are the positions that you must take. Come, firstly. You have to come to the Lord. That's what a Christian is. A Christian is one who has left their sins, left their trust in worldly things, left every other hope, and they have come to and sought unto the Lord Jesus and been saved. We have opened our hearts. We have said, Lord, save me. We have looked unto Jesus as the only Savior of our souls. And then the position also is here, take my yoke. Take my yoke. Now, the yoke, knowing the farming analogy of two oxen plowing together with that wooden instrument, fixing them, framing them in together that they might uh, walk side by side and pull the implement along. And as the Lord calls us to be linked to Him, what about it? 
You might say, well, I want my freedom. I don't want to be linked to this, the Lord Jesus. I don't want to be linked to anyone. I want my freedom. I want to be independent. But the Lord says, no, you can't get to heaven your own way. You need salvation. You need to be saved. You need to be united and linked up to the Lord Jesus. Now, this is not physical. This is not some metal frame that's going to be put around you. This is identification. You need to take the Lord as your Savior. You need to be willing to profess Him before men. And that's how you become a Christian. Jesus said that if we confess Him before men, that He will confess us before our Father in heaven. And so we take our Lord Jesus unashamedly as our own Lord and our Savior, and we become a Christ one, a Christian, looking unto Jesus, linked to Him by faith, linked to Him in all that we profess. And then we're told to learn of Him, learn of me. Christians are disciples, and there is discipleship involved of Him. You have to give up your old thinking. You have to give up your worldly thinking, your independent thinking, and you have to come and sit at Jesus' feet to learn of Him. Turn with me to Acts eleven twenty-six. We will see here that the first Christians— now, I need to qualify that statement— the first people who were given the name Christians— they were also disciples. Acts 11 and verse 26. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. So can you see the church there and the teaching? They taught much people. That's learning of Christ. Jesus says, learn of me. They taught much people. And the disciples— that is, those who take the life of Christ, the truths, the learning, the commandments, the will of the Lord to heart and life. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Now, there were Christians prior to this, but this was the first time they were given that name. And so, what are Christians? Christians learn of the Savior and they turn the teachings into practice. They put it into practice that they become disciples, and then they're called Christians. And so that's the step that you need to take. You need to be linked to the Lord, yoked to Him, learn of Him, and when you learn of Him, you follow Him. Now, I think you'll understand that the animal that was linked to the other oxen could not just go his own way. He had to go the way of the the, the oxen beside him. And the Lord Jesus calls us to walk after him, to be linked to him, walk in his footsteps, do his will, be obedient to become a disciple of the Lord Jesus. And that becomes the delight of Christians. When you're born of the Spirit and you're in the family of God and you're saved by grace, being a disciple of the Lord and doing his will is what you live for. It's what makes you blessed, makes you happy. It's what brings a thrill to your heart. You are now a willing, ready, obedient disciple of the Lord Jesus. And we get the name of Caleb. Caleb, by the way, his name means dog. And I remember reading once of a sermon by Mr. Spurgeon where he depicted uh, the owner riding on his horse, as he would in those days, along this muddy path. 
and the dog behind. And of course, the horse, what does it do? When it pushes forward, it flings the mud into the air behind it. And the poor little dog, running behind in obedience, in the footsteps of its master, all it gets is mud in its face. And sometimes as Christians, we find that in this world, that as we seek to live close to the Lord and as we seek to do His will, that all we get is mud coming at us, the difficulties of life and the opposition of men, the criticisms coming at us. Why? Because we want to be faithful disciples of the Lord. But that's, that's the call. And if you will become a disciple, if you will bear the mud of this world, if you will bear the shame, the reproach of the cross of Christ, you can be called a Christian. You can be saved. You can follow him and know his grace and his delight in your soul. Now, that brings us to the promises that are given right here in this text when we're yoked to Christ. And it all comes down to one thing, rest. We're promised rest, real rest. And ye shall find rest for your souls. That's just one word, rest. But what a difference it brings into our lives. Let me ask you, have you settled the matter of your salvation? Is that at rest now in your life? You see, a Christian is not on a journey to be saved. A Christian is not living a life of new obedience to find out at the end whether he will be saved. That's the religion of works. And there are many religions in the world today that cannot give the answer of rest to any soul about their salvation. Well, you'll find out at the end of the journey, they will be told. You will not know that until you enter the other world, really, whether you belong or not. Well, that's not Christianity. That's not the gospel. The Lord says, ye shall find rest for your soul. And the issue of your salvation, the issue of your sins pardoned and eternal life begun, that is something that is settled. It's settled in time. It can be settled today, and you can have rest. And whatever the cares of life may be for you, it's no longer a struggle. Well, am I saved or am I not saved? Am I a child of God or a child of the devil? Am I going to heaven or hell? That matter for the Christian who believes in the Lord Jesus, who is yoked to him, finds rest. And I want you to have that rest. I want you to settle the matter. I want you to be at peace with God. I want you to get to the point where you can say, I am now a Christian. I'm saved, and I can have peace concerning the eternal issue of my soul. Now, think of Jonah when he was in the fish's belly, right in the, in the, in the water. Jonah 2.9, salvation is of the Lord. The issue of his Salvation was settled in the troublous time of his life. Salvation is all of the Lord. And that's how you find rest. You just take that to heart. That's the Lord's promise to you. You will find rest. And when you get that eternity question settled, I assure you, you will be brought into personal rest, what I will call satisfaction rest in your soul. This I will call earthly enjoyment 
of new life in Christ. That's the gospel that we preach and we rejoice in. This is not some empty can religion. This is not something that's all advertising and no substance. The person who becomes a Christian receives a new heart, a new nature, a new life, a new enjoyment of the grace of the Lord Jesus, who is full of grace and full of truth. And that love of God that flowed into the person of our Savior, according to John 59, it now flows into the heart of the Christian. And we now become the subject of the love of God to enjoy it to our hearts. Paul spoke of it in Romans 5, about the love of God shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And the word shed there is not some little trickle. When you talk about a watershed, it's not some little trickle. It is something that makes the difference. And this is your need to have a life of real enjoyment, of real grace, inner blessedness that makes the difference within your soul. What are we talking about here in real terms? What are we talking about in the practical life of a person who is now a Christian? We're talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And the nine fruit of the Spirit, the first three is love, joy, peace. And if you're a stranger to Christ, you do not know anything about this special gift of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. That's why people want the joy of the world. They want the, 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 the alcohol and the, and the drugs and the, and the satisfaction that the world gives, which is like, um, you know, that which is sweet to the mouth, but afterward your, 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 your mouth is full of gravel. When you look at the person in their hangover after they've had their fix for a time, but there's no real satisfaction. The gospel of our Lord Jesus is the constant indwelling of the Spirit of God who pours grace into the soul that leaves you to love, not just physical love, but spiritual love. The love of God burns in your soul. Joy, joy unspeakable. We're talking about this world now. We're not talking about heaven. We're talking about heaven here on earth. We're talking about days of blessedness, of the sweetness of the Savior ministering to your heart. That which we have to ex confess words fail us to express. It is beyond understanding, beyond comprehension. It is better felt than telt. We know that the Lord Jesus is the great physician for sin, and he knows what sin does to us, and he knows the cure. He knows the answer. He takes away the guilt. He takes away the guilty conscience. He brings peace and blessedness to the heart. And that refreshing, beautiful peace that comes into the soul. There's also rest in assurance of eternal life. Eternal life. Maybe I'm guilty of doubling up salvation and assurance. But a lot of people who have been saved once or professed faith in the Lord battle with assurance. The Lord does not save us to leave us. He saves us to fill us and to fit us for the kingdom of God. 
And so let me sum up all that we have said here in these final words. The greatest need of a man or woman's life is peace, peace with God. You cannot rest in a phony peace. You cannot rest in man-made peace. You cannot rest in a works religion. You are invited to come, be yoked, linked to Jesus, the Son of God, and enjoy rest, real lasting rest for your soul. Your responsibility is to come. Come. If you will not come, you won't have this rest. So take the posture of a sinner. Take the place of a weakling and say, Lord, I need to be linked up to you. And the Lord will do the rest. He'll do it. Let him do it. Let the Lord have his way by saying, yes, Lord, I'm coming. I will have my life linked, yoked to the Lord. And I will have this blessed new life, a life that will lead me to rest. And this is the most important thing you ever, ever will do. You turn away from this, there is no telling the misery that you're going to face. There is no telling the eternal damnation that you will face. You need this rest. I bid you, I beg you, come, trust, believe on the Lord Jesus. Let's unite in prayer for a moment, please. Father in heaven, we thank thee today for our Lord Jesus, that he is the meek, the mild, the gentle Jesus, that he is the one that gives such rest. And I thank thee for the many here today who have this rest. Oh, lead us further into it. Bless each soul here. Lord, will you call sinners, lost souls, to surrender, to enjoy this new life in Christ. We pray that the Spirit of God will draw them. We pray that you will bring them to the cross. Oh, hear prayer for their souls today. In Jesus' name, amen.
You're listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of our Free Presbyterian Church. This is Ian Golliher. I want to thank you sincerely for staying right to the end of the program. We're coming up now soon with a few announcements, just a question or two. And I'd like to reiterate the point where uh, the message mentioned today that there is a great difference between the political leaders of this world who tend to be despotic and power mongers than the ministry of the Lord Jesus, who sat with sinners and had great compassion upon the needy. I want to tell you today about my Savior, who is all-compassionate. He is sent by the Father to redeem, to lift the fallen, to heal the brokenhearted, and to lead you to our right relationship with God, if you will trust him and put your confidence in the Lord Jesus, he will save your soul. And if I can be of personal help, I will be delighted to uh, open the scriptures with you. You can give me a phone call, send me an email, and I will seek to answer your questions. I will seek to guide you in the, in the word of God how you can personally know the joy of being yoked with Christ uh, so that you can say that you are saved from sin and you have peace with God. Now, that's something that money can, cannot buy. The world cannot give it. And praise God, the world cannot take it away. And I bid you today to put your trust in Jesus, the Son of God, to be leave the gospel and be saved. This is Ian Golliher. Thank you for joining with us today. Stay tuned now for these closing announcements. You have been listening to Let the Bible Speak. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of this broadcast or would like to hear it again, you can go to ltbs.ca. You will also see ways you may support this gospel ministry. And you will find details about our church in Scarborough, where Pastor Larry Saunders is the minister. In Port Hope, where Reverend Reggie Cranston is the minister. In Berry, where Reverend Anthony DiDerno is the minister. And in Buffalo, where Reverend Philone is the minister. You will find all their details at ltbs.ca. If I can be of personal help, I would love to open the Bible to talk and pray one-to-one with you so that you may know you are saved and sure of it. Call me at 604-897-2040 or email me at ltbsradio at gmail.com. This is Pastor Ian Golliher 
Until the same time next week on this station, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His loving care.